Welcome, listeners, to a very special episode of my Big Fat Pull List. Today, we are talking with a man who uh, I believe has touched each of us in, uh, in his own special way. Not necessarily the bad way, the good way. No, we're not pressing <laughs> no, charges. No, we're not pressing charges. This is a good thing. Um, having worked on IDW's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Back to the Future, Godzilla, Transformers, Beast Wars, and, of course, Ghostbusters. Uh, he's also worked with Marvel on, the, on a Scarlet Spider run. So today, we have the privilege of talking with Mr. Eric Burnham. And, uh, and, and we could not be more excited. And because of this special uh, occasion, we have a full house. I am here, Dr. Impact. And uh, sound off, guys. Who We've got everybody here today. I'm Smurfy. Dragonus Prime. Mr. X. Pistol Danger. And uh, for those of you who are listening to this episode on the podcast... As you know, we do our interviews, both video and audio. So if you are not watching this, head on over to YouTube and uh, and see the full episode there. And if you're only watching this on YouTube, uh, head on over to our podcast and uh, and check out the episode there because... There will be some slight differences between the two. There will be stuff that you get only in the audio and stuff that you only get in the video. So you will want to check out both. Well, guys, um, normally we, we take a little bit of time to do some some babbling and some uh, some catch up. But this is too special of an episode. Let's just jump right into it. So without any further ado, let's find out just how Bustin makes him feel. We are joined by our special guest, Eric Burnham, uh, and we have the pleasure of picking his brain uh, for as long as he'll let us. Uh, (laughs) Eric, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. So right out the gate, I have to ask, what was some of your first experiences with comic books? Like what what enamored you to the to the art of comic books? I mean, uh, you know, it's funny. I was I was talking about one of these stories just the other day, uh, and for a sad reason. But uh, I mean, they were always around growing up. Uh, when I was around, th- this is this is the sad reason. Uh, you, you guys saw the news about George Perez. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I I just I, I had uh, wanted to meet him for years at a convention. It just never came up, and I wanted to meet him and tell him this story, uh, which I've I've told many times before. Just you know, not to him. Uh, when I was around uh, four-ish years old, there was a house fire. We lost everything. Um, staying with my grandparents, uh, my grandpa gave me one of his comics, you know, that he passed out to the grandkids when they came to visit. And uh, so that was my first possession after losing everything. And that was Avengers Annual Number 6, which George drew. Um, and, I mean, just, I, I, I'd liked comics. I, I uh, uh, My mom remembers me telling her when I was even younger than that that I wanted to either be a magician or make comics and my hands are too small for manipulation. So it was, it was onto comics. Uh, and, um, I mean, yeah, no, just, just getting that Avengers annual, just, just sunk it in. It, it meant a lot to me being the first thing. And of course it was, you know, etched into my memory and that just, you know, comics became even more special than they were. And I, I grew towards them instead of away from them as I got older. That's really why. So 
have you since had the chance to to meet with George? Have you since had the opportunity no, to tell him this? No, I, I never have. I, I wound up. I mean, after I saw the news, it's just uh, I I just wound up posting it on his Facebook page <laughs> uh, because I mean, you know, who knows if if there's going to be a chance for paths to cross, really? uh, which you know, super unfortunate, but. Um, at least, you know, I mean, if he, if he sees the message, fine. If not, then, you know, I mean, I, I, I put it out there, but I mean, it's, he's, he's got, he's got other things that, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Focus on, you know what I mean? Yeah. So just yeah. enjoying, enjoying the rest of his time would be, would be more important to me than him seeing that message. Oh, well, we hope he sees it and we hope he reaches out to you. And you get well, to actually tell them in person. I mean, the the you know the 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 thanks. I mean, I, I I put the thanks on there. So I mean, just you know, I mean, that, him seeing it would be yeah. enough. I'll I'll take that. I'll I'll you know, I'll 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 leave it in the back of my head, my my head cannon, that he has seen it at some point and just <laughs> okay. had so many to get through that he couldn't get back. That's why. <laughs> what would you hope? You get like a thumbs up or the little heart emoji? Yeah, the little a little yeah yeah the little yeah the <laughs> thumbs up. I'll take that. I'll take a like. Sure. <laughs> they haven't made a hug emoji for him, so yeah. Yeah. All right. Wow, I'm sure they're working on it. They're yeah, they're on the up and up there on Facebook or whatever. That's true. Yeah, uh, bunch of innovators over. There. That's right. Right. Uh, so, would you say that uh, uh, comic books is the whole reason why you became a writer? That and the fact that you have small hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Uh, it's too small, too small to to do the coin tricks and the card tricks. It's just a bummer. Uh, but um, no, I. Uh, I mean, I like I like drawing. I like uh, I like writing, and it's something that you can. Uh, I mean, I've, I've I've written prose stories, I've written uh, uh, plays and screenplays and and such like that. But um, comics gives you uh, the the uh, the benefits, some of the benefits of of movies, which I also love. But I mean, you can you can, you can get it all done yourself. You don't have to rely on anybody else to. Uh, Right. To put together the final budget. product and a budget, you know. I mean, yeah. yeah. Your your budget is unlimited because it's it's a comic. Yeah. Book. Well, <laughs> your imagination is. You, the you've seen you've seen you've seen the comic where the where the writer is about to stab the artist when he says, "Yes, I can do that." The budget's unlimited. It's time. Time is the budget <laughs> yeah. with comics. Time, but uh, yes. <laughs> and I've run into that. I've run into the running out of the uh, the time budget many times. But um, no, you know, it's it's just I I can do. Uh, visual stories in comics that, uh, you know, I, 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 at this point I can't do movies or TV, uh, where, where I'm at, what I'm doing. So, but I, so I focus on comics, which is easy from the middle of nowhere. It's just a thing. I, I like it. Sure. If you could transition yeah. over to something, what would be your ideal project to do? Like what's that? I'm sorry. If it, you could transition over. I apologize. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, no, no, just a little. Yeah. It's I, poor, poor internet out here. <laughs> um, if it was trans- I, you know, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not picky. Just uh, it's, I, I look at it the same way. I look at the licensed comic stuff. Is, is, would it be fun for me in some way? And, um, you know, or, or alternatively, does it pay a lot? So, <laughs> those, those, those are the two, the two uh, primary uh, considerations. So, you know, we look okay. at, we'll look at if anything goes. I mean, a couple of things almost came up. You know, with, with uh, offers to do things, and then they just, you know they fizzled as they sometimes do. So uh, maybe they'll almost come up again. Who knows? Yeah. We know, we know all of, mm-hmm. yeah, we know all about that. We're all, all of us in, in various ways are involved mm-hmm. in some sort of storytelling uh, mm-hmm. method, whether it's writing or drawing or filmmaking or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think every one of us has at some point or time experienced that almost got it kind of moment. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
so close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's 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 always frustrating. The, the closer you get, the more frustrating it is. And mm-hmm. you know, so I've I've been frustrated a few times. But you know, what are you what are you going to do? So Just keep working at it. I guess is the best we can do. Yeah, Le- yeah. learn from it. You know, yeah. best you can. Mm-hmm. But, but so I, I I often wonder this about people like who write comic books like is this something you went to school specifically like for writing and it just Mm -hmm. translated well into the comics or is this just something you're naturally good at um that's something i i I gravitated towards um well i always gravitated towards uh writing sometimes whether it be comic strips or the prose stories or or what have you uh plays i wrote in high school Uh, it's just something i did for fun and uh and I, yeah, it's just uh, it it the the fun became hobby, became practice, became improvement, became you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, I I uh, got to a point where I was uh, coming off a rear uh, a career in radio, and mm-hmm. um, I was laid off, and uh, you know I had had a, had a uh, about a year year and a half where I, I didn't have anything to do, so I got to know people on internet message boards because I was there. So I was just chatting, chatting comics with the people online and a group of us became friends. And, uh, you know, way back on the, the days of the, the instant messenger, the, the AOL instant messenger, we were having a group chat and complaining about comics saying these suck. They were so much better before we could do better than this. And, um, and, and, you know, it just became one of those things where somebody said, well, well, can we put our money where our mouth is? If we, if we can do better than this, why don't we try? And, I mean that kind of that kind of sucked me into uh, making a comic. My my the the first comic I did was an eight page story, and then that led to a few more, and um, that led to a small press company, and that led to me meeting Tom Waltz, and then Tom Waltz went to IDW, and he offered me the chance to pitch some stuff, and it just you know I mean it just kept snowball uh, incremental steps in the right direction, just uh, dumb luck more than anything. <laughs> Are cool. there? Uh, God bless dumb luck. Uh-huh. Yeah, you gotta yeah. Are there, uh, you know, any writers that you constantly go back and, and reference to? I, you know, I always hear uh, various filmmakers who go back and watch specific directors' work over and over again when they're prepping for a project. And I hear that sometimes about artists and writers when they're getting ready to start some mm-hmm. uh, miniseries or, or series or whatever. Are there particular creators and storytellers that you tend to gravitate towards and revisit before you're getting ready on something i don't i don't do a whole lot of revisiting unless it's something where i need to know what was created to work on the project i'm on um Mm. excuse me so uh when i was was going to pick up and and co-write a book um i'd I'd go back and read everything that the the other writer has done to try and match their voice as best i can um most of the projects I've done have been licensed projects. So instead of looking up, boy, excuse me, I got the hiccups from the teeth. Uh, other, um, instead of uh, looking up other writers uh, and their stories, I'll get the plot points, but I will look up um, movies. I'll try to get voices uh, more down in my head. So uh, I'll, I'll watch watch TV and movies to get the voices of the actors or the characters uh, a little better. I've, I've done that, you know, G.I. Joe, Transformers, and... Uh, uh, not so much Ninja Turtles, but uh, a little bit because I mean they've had several iterations. But I mean, and and then then uh, Ghostbusters. Um, well, <laughs> I've watched so many of those movies with those actors growing up. Those are those are already in my head. But but <laughs> I I, um, I do that to try to just get, to get the tone right. 
for the, for the voice. So, and, and if I don't, if they're characters that I've never, uh, that, that haven't had a voice, I'll try to find one for them. Uh, so that's what, I, that's what I do instead. I mean, I, I, tr- I try to keep things consistent. So I do, I do read stuff, but I, I don't think of, you know, I mean, if I'm going to write uh, book X, I don't think about reading just any writer. That doesn't mean I don't. It just means I can't think of it off the top of my head. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. So it's, it's, it's interesting you say that you hear the voices in your head because when I'm reading comics, I will often assign voices to that I have from mm-hmm. whether they came from like, you know, the 90s X-Men when I'm reading X-Men or, um, you know, the MCU when I'm reading, you know, Spider-Man and my Avengers books. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, this is going to be a weird for say, how do you hear uh, Harold Ramis? You know what I mean? When you're writing Egon, like how do you hear... Bill Murray, like, do you just hear what you heard in there, or do you take like, you know, Caddyshack, you know, Stripe, well, like that? Yeah, I, well, I mean, just think of all the things where you've seen um, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, Bill Murray, Ernie Hudson over the years. Not just the movies they've been in, but interviews or um, uh, pieces at uh, like like uh, panels at at conventions with with uh, Ernie and Dan or. Um, any any number of things, or just uh, you know the the words chosen in uh, in things that they've written, also speaks to their voice. Um, yeah, yeah, you build enough of this stuff together, and it it just sets as to what sounds right for the cadence that they would use. And I think I get it right more often than not because people catch it <laughs> in the writing, and um, so. Um, so yeah, no, it's just, it's, it's just a, it's just a mix of everything that I've, uh, I've seen and heard them do. It's they're, they're, they were ubiquitous in the eighties and, and early nineties. So, um, there's plenty of material out there and, and, and I've seen, oh gosh, a lot of it. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's all up there. It's filed away. It's my, my one, uh, talent is an ear for, for voices. As far as writing goes, it's the strongest thing that I can do is an ear for voices, not just, you know, celebrity voices, but in general, uh, cadence and stuff. I try not to do too much of the, uh, uh, the written patois, you know, Chris Claremont isms, but, um, <laughs> I, I, I do pay attention to how, how, uh, words flow together, um, and, and hear it in my head and, and try to try to write that out. And sometimes the readers pick up on it and sometimes they don't, but, uh, you know, it, it makes me happy to uh, to get it right for myself. So, no, no, that makes that makes perfect sense. How were you first introduced to um, this crew of, of actors uh, from the eighties? Was it through Ghostbusters, or was it through some of their other works? Oh boy, um, I honestly I, I don't remember what I saw them first in. I know it wasn't Ghostbusters because I recognized their faces when I did see Ghostbusters. Um, and I mean, it it could have been anything. It could have been seeing, um, reruns of Saturday night live taped and not reruns, uh, taped uh, Saturday night (laughs) lives with my, my parents or friends, uh, would have had around or relatives. Um, it could have been, uh, could have been just, you know, something that was on TV that they'd been in, you know, a movie it's, you know, the Sunday, the movie of the week, uh, you know, here's the blues brothers or here's, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I wish I could remember specifically where I saw any of them first. I do remember where I saw Ghostbusters first, and that is uh, not too long after it just came out on video. We were over visiting my uh, my dad's aunt. We were living in Washington at the time, and uh, it was in the middle of the movie. So I sat down and watched the rest of it. They were still talking when the movie ended, so I rewound and watched the beginning of it to get back to the point where where it was. I think I think I came in around the point where um, 
where uh, Peter was uh, was investigating Dana's apartment. So from you know there to the end, and then back to the beginning, and so so it was um, that that was that was where I saw just waiting for waiting for them to uh, to finish talking. That was the only tape that was there. <laughs> It was, they were, you know, there was not big collections yet. So, I mean, it was Ghostbusters or nothing. So Ghostbusters. <laughs> it could have been worse. It could have been much worse. Much, much worse. Yes. Fair enough. Like When you started with IDW and you got to pitch your uh, miniseries after, because you were brought on to write the two episode, the two issues of uh, Contain. I'm not saying Infestation. Contagion. Infestation. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, what is that like being asked to pitch a series from a movie you know as a child and are I, a fan of? Like, oh boy. Uh, well, I mean, that wasn't where I started pitching. Um, what it was was I found out that uh, that IDW had the license, and I found out that uh, Tom, who had edited me on uh, well before that the uh, the eighteen miniseries and. Um, uh, the Nanovore, the first thing, the first miniseries that I wrote for IDW that, that nobody remembers. It was a toy that came and went really quick during one Christmas season. Uh, and and then the uh, the Gene Simmons House of Horror. So I, I found out he was uh, editing this. And I said, Tom, I got a pitch. I, I really want to write a story with the Ghostbusters. It'd be great. So he said, okay, well, let me tell you what uh, we've got. These four holiday one shots. It's we were covered for the year. So nothing this year. But you can pitch me something now. And I'll send it to Sony and, you know, get it pre-approved and we can come back and visit it later. Uh, so I came up with um, what uh, wound up being used later on, um, the rival Ghostbusters, the Ghost the ghost Smashers, that yeah. uh, that arc oh, later in the thing, right. is, is what I pitched to them. So rival Ghostbusters, um, blowing up ghosts and they congeal at the end. You know, there are a couple of things Sony said I couldn't do. I couldn't have, like, uh, Peter's mother's ghost. I think was one of the things they said no to no relatives. Um, and, uh, so, I mean, I pitched all that stuff. I sent it off and, uh, forgot about it for a, a year. And then, um, I'd say, uh, January, 2010, Tom, that's when infestation was being put together. And Tom called me and asked me if I just wanted to do that. Yes. Okay, please. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I, I came up with the with the pitch based on the stuff that they were working on with the the uh the spine of the the miniseries um got notes from tom got notes from uh chris ryle who was uh eic at the time and incorporated them and chris was like we need a zombie stay puffed how am i going to figure that out (laughs) doesn't matter figure it out you know so i mean uh figured out a zombie stay puffed i put it all in and i did everything i could because i thought that that was going to be it for ghostbusters and me i thought that was going to be my entire shot but it uh, it got a great reaction in March of 2011 when it came out, and um, and uh, yeah, Tom asked if I would pitch an ongoing, uh, and I I did the afternoon. He asked me. I went down and I, I came up with uh, you know a dozen or so uh, issues worth of a pitch and sent it off, and um, we were off to the races a couple of weeks later. I have to know, was it your idea or was it something that Sony wanted to uh, include? the rookie character from the video game um they let me cherry pick whatever i wanted so um if i wanted to completely ignore the video game that was fine uh, i know that um just from the the panel that i was on at san diego with uh, with ivan reitman he he's doesn't consider it part of the canon so um i could use it or i could ignore it and it was up to me um so many fans wanted 
to connect it. So, I mean, I, I left some stuff out because, I mean, the events of the of the uh, game, the story is just there for you to do tasks. It's a game. You want to have, you know, you know the, the task to have the fun. So the story was just there to string that stuff together. So some of it was redundant as far as comic storytelling. So, I mean, I got rid of a, a chunk of that. And, but I, the stuff I kept, you know, Slimer's Tank, um, the, the fact that the rookie was there and, and got his own franchise, which was uh, which was fun later. It, um, you know, they, they, they gave me a whole lot of leeway. Let me do just about anything. They told me um, at the beginning there were two things I could not do and um, everything else they pretty much they pretty much allowed. So, awesome. yeah. Can you tell us what the two things were? I was going to say, are you allowed yeah. to say what uh, they are? <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, because eventually they let me do both of them. Um, oh, initially, oh. it was uh, no Slimer, and I got him in issue two. Uh, they, wow. they, didn't, they didn't want him to be, they didn't want him to be like the, the friendly from the real Ghostbusters. They wanted to make sure okay. I wasn't going gotcha. to do that. Right. Um, and so when I didn't do that, they're like, okay, this is fine. This is like the movie. This is good. The other thing that I was not allowed to do was not allowed to use uh, Dana and Lewis. Hmm. So, mm. so they didn't show up. Until, of course. So. Mass hysteria. Yeah, they showed up in mass hysteria. Eventually, you know, we we got permission to do them for the for the anniversary. Um, but but yeah, initially starting out, they they asked us uh, not to use those two. Hmm. Did they have any particular reasons, or did you were you just like, yeah, that's fine, whatever? They they didn't they they didn't give me a reason. Okay. I have a I, I speculated that it was because um, they weren't in the video game. <laughs> that was my speculation. That was my uh, guess. I don't know if I'm right. But um, that was my well, guess. Sure. Maybe like likeness stuff too with Sigourney Weaver's likeness. I mean, we we didn't we didn't use the likenesses. Uh, oh. I mean, oh, Dan true. Dan got close to some likenesses of of some of some of the people that he put in every now and again. But um, what he drew instead for the Ghostbusters uh, at every possible opportunity was he drew the characters, which sort of looked like the actors, cartoonified mm-hmm. and sort of not. So. Um, that's what we did because I mean, it, it, if we would have tried to do a likeness, uh, I mean, the the book the book would have never come out <laughs> because yeah. I mean, you yeah. get you got to get a hold of everybody, you got to get their right. permission for every single panel, and I can't oh, wow. imagine you know uh, Bill Murray getting a hold of him um, yeah. <laughs> for, for for any of the permissions. So I, I remember a, a famous story that that a Star Trek artist had about drawing the back of somebody's head, and the actor said, "No, that doesn't look like me." Wow. So, wow. yeah. Uh, that's fair. Uh, yeah. Dan has put in a lot of let's, actors, right? Let's call mm-hmm. them homages yes. to uh, certain characters. Um, yeah. One of the, actually, we had a fan question, so we're just going to jump to this one. Was mm-hmm. uh, What were some of your favorite uh, homages that he put in the stories? Oh, man. There were so many. <laughs> there were so many that I can't even remember. Um, yeah. It's... I, I asked out of all the Easter eggs Dan put in, I'd say I asked for maybe fifteen to twenty percent of them tops. Okay. Uh, the rest, the rest was all Dan, which meant that a lot of them I didn't even catch until the issue came out. Some of them not, <laughs> some of them not even even then. I was just like I was, um, I was I've been writing some uh, some commentaries of the old comics up for fun oh, uh, cool. recently, and um, I, I I've only gotten back around through the first uh, four issues, but. Um, I was looking through and like, I don't remember this at all. Oh my gosh. You know, I just, um, th- there was stuff that, that I caught that he snuck in there and it just, um, it cracked me up, but I did, I did like, Oh gosh. Um, see, that's the other thing because, because some of those, some of those things were things that they're like 
please stop putting in the Easter eggs. So I don't want to point them out and kind of salt the wound. You know what I mean? Uh, um, the, uh, the, the, I, I think, I think my favorite was a spirit guide, which is one that I asked for. And okay. they let us get away with a couple of times. And then they said, don't, don't do that anymore. It's, it's just starting to look a little too close. So, um, but yeah, the spirit guide from the first arc was, uh, was, I think my favorite. And that was, that was one I asked for, but, um, I, I, there was another one that, uh, that, uh, that Dan snuck in that he had to remove, um, because it was right dead front center in a panel in Ghostbusters 101. And it was the kids from Stranger Things and you couldn't mistake them. They were dead on. They were right in the center of the panel watching, and they're like, "You've got to take those out of there." <laughs> so, I mean, it's just like, no. I mean, Dark Horse has the license. You, you gotta, they gotta go. So he, uh, right. <laughs> he, he did remove them and 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 stuck some uh, some friends of ours in there instead. But, um, but yeah, it uh, it was uh, there, there was there was just there was just so many. It was always a treat to see what Dan when he snuck us in there. Or um, he, he never wanted to put himself in there. I, I wrote stories specifically where I, where I demanded that he draw himself in, and he only did it under <laughs> protest. Um, because I, I liked, uh, you know, the old, uh, the old Marvel uh, when uh, Stan and Jack popped up mm-hmm. in the comics. I always got a oh, kick yeah. out of that, so it was fun to, to sneak ourselves in there or ask Dan to sneak us in there. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, those, those, uh, those bits were fun. I just, I mean, I'll still find, I, I guarantee I'll still find stuff that I didn't even put in there. Uh, when I'm going through these books, I know I will. Oh yeah, I, he was oh, he was a master. Great, yeah, great read, read it. Yeah, yeah. That's you always find something new when you go back and reread those books. Mm-hmm. That's what I love doing. Yes, yeah, he found a uh, pop star, uh, zombified pop star in a bright red jacket in one of the panels, dead center. And I'm like, how did I miss this the first time? This is mm-hmm. clearly. <laughs> A zombified pop star of no name or repute. So that's yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I I might have suggested the um, the video, and he took it a little farther than I expected him to. <laughs> so you know, but um, but yeah, I mean, there, there's been there's been stuff. I mean, uh, uh, famously, he wound up drawing a character to look like another um, another actor, uh, a character we used a lot, Ron Alexander. Uh, and, and, uh, he, he, he designed him in such a way that I was not expecting, but it sure made the character fun to write. <laughs> oh gosh. That's fair. Yeah. I, I, I really appreciate the character of Ron and, uh, his smashettes. Um, mm-hmm. Well, we, we, the, the, the idea with Ron and the fun we had with him is what if Peter had no redeeming qualities whatsoever? <laughs> yeah, that, that is what Ron <laughs> that is. That is exactly what Ron is. So anyway, <laughs> That's the, yeah, that's the, the t- I think that's the scariest thing about really him. even Walter yeah, Peck yeah. is like this guy. Yeah. No, <laughs> even Walter crazy. Peck, we can humanize, but not Ron. No. <laughs> yep. Oh boy. Well, and, and that, that brings up a great question because in, in a lot of the other licensed properties that you've worked on, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of it is continuations from, you know, the, the, either the movies or the TV show or the old comic books or something like mm-hmm. that. Are, are you a fan of being able to continue in, in one way or another, continue the ongoing journey? Um, well, yeah. I mean, if, if, if I can find more story to tell from that, absolutely. I mean, it just makes, mm. you know, it makes it fun to be able to add on to something. And, uh, I mean, the way you phrase that, I, I, uh, had a lot of fun with, uh, with galaxy quest, <laughs> uh, for, for that very reason. And, um, I think, I think the only reason we didn't do more was that, um, 
Alan Rickman had passed and they were like, okay, you know, this property's dead. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, I just, uh, wow. you know, yes. So, um, but I'm still, I'm still pitching them on, on a Star Trek crossover. Uh, they'll never say yes. I don't think, but, um, a Star Trek crossover with the Ghostbusters you're pitching? No, with Galaxy oh, Quest. Galaxy, Galaxy, Galaxy Quest. Quest. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah, that'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I've, I've, I've got just you know the the no brainer yeah. idea. So I've been I've never been trying to get them to never do never it. Surrender. There it is. Right. I've right. been trying for seven years. I bring it up every few months. Eventually, they'll either say yes or they'll they'll yell at me. <laughs> One of the two. You know, uh, similarly and and kind of playing off of what what Mister X said there. Um, you also, in a manner of speaking, kind of relaunched and, and sort of rebooted the Transformers Beast Wars recently uh, yes. um, for IDW. Now, I, I have to admit that Beast Wars was a little bit past my time. I, you know, uh, Dragonus Prime, my, my brother, I'm, you know, he grew up watching it and, and I think the other guys did too, but I just never got into it. Mm-hmm. Um I started picking up the book when you when you first started putting the book out, not knowing anything about it, mm-hmm. and have to say I've loved it. I still don't. I still never watched the show, and I was <laughs> able to jump in, and I love it. It's it's great. Well, thank you. Is there are there other properties like that that rather than continuing the previous stories, you mm-hmm. would like to one day get your hands on and do kind of a refresh reboot? restart like you did with Beast Wars there 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 are some things if I'm looking at um uh if I'm looking at uh, cartoons uh one of the ones that comes to mind that I don't know if it'll ever happen because they're they're not doing anything with the property um which is silly because it yeah, I think it, it might be more relevant now than it was when it came out and that was uh, if you guys remember the, the show Centurions oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. that oh, that would yeah. be that would be fun to uh, to take and rework um because I think, if anything, now the the argument of, of uh, you know how intrusive can technology be, or is it is it too far, uh, would would lend itself real well yeah. to playing in that playground. So that would be fun. Um, there's there's other stuff, but I mean, some of the other stuff I would do has already been done to death. It would have been fun mm-hmm. to uh, to play with Masters of the Universe. You know, that was a that was a big one when I was uh, real little. Uh, there would have been um, Gosh, uh, now I'm I'm uh, completely blanking. Like I knew I was going to do it at one point, but you know, just uh, just <laughs> just, right, just some of the guys. yeah, just just some of the old, just some of the old uh, the, the Saturday the, the action cartoon this mm-hmm. Saturday morning. The Centurions is the first one that comes to mind. If I'm, if I'm picking anything, uh, I'd like to take a run at Indiana Jones, um, but uh, you know, or or you know, uh, conversely, you know, if I am not allowed that, then you know, the the modern take with with Uncharted would also be fun. So. Any, oh, any yeah. of any of that stuff would be uh, would be in my wheelhouse. There's, you know, I'm sure there's a, there's a million others that I'll think of as soon as we're done. But um, <laughs> but Centurions is definitely the, the number one cartoon off the top of my head. Once you think about it, you're gonna hit oh Bucky O'Hare. There it was the whole time ahead of me. Bucky O'Hare, yeah. <laughs> Rabbit. Yeah, there yeah. it is. Done. I I mean I you know it's I'd I'd have to I'd have to get past um, uh, Kevin Scott and his love uh, in Star Wars. For his own green rabbit, and I, I can I couldn't do that. So, <laughs> understandable. I, I, I yes, he's he, you know yeah he he's got the he's got the market cornered on green rabbit stories. <laughs> in space, I in mean, space, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, 
I mean, but but come on, just the idea of Bucky O'Hare and Space Usagi. Yes, there you go. Okay. That is a miniseries crossover right there. Decades in the making. It's true. (laughs) I have to ask, though, what is the pitching process like? Because you pitch for one studio, but I imagine to a lot of different people. Like, it's not just Tom. Um, It's like pitching Godzilla. I can't imagine, you know, you don't have to go through Toho. Yes, I do. Oh, uh, oh yeah. No, uh, if it's a licensed property, the way it works, um, if, if it's, uh, something that I know is available, uh, usually the editor will ask me, I haven't, um, I haven't, uh, lucked into, you know, I mean, other than the, the original thing with Ghostbusters, but, um, it's, it's usually a situation where, uh, most often Tom, but sometimes one of the other editors at IDW or Dynamite or, or Marvel at one point will say, Hey, we're looking for ideas on fill in the blank. You interested? And you know, if I am, if I have any ideas, I'll say yeah. And usually, I'm I'm pitching um, at the same time as several other writers and and several artists are auditioning as well. And uh, they they take all of these things and they present them uh, to the licensor, and the licensor will pick the one they like best. Other times, it's uh, with with Godzilla. We were doing the uh, the middle grade version that we did the. Uh, uh, monsters and protectors. Um, Tom asked me to do that specifically. I came up with um, a plot based on things that IDW wanted and things that Toho wanted. Um, it was it was Toho. It was uh, Chris Mowry who's up at Toho now who said he he wanted Biolante in there, and um, Tom wanted Mothra. Okay. <laughs> and so you know figure 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 out a way to get them uh, to get them in and, and Godzilla. Just make it work. <laughs> and, and yeah, make it work. And they'll throw things that the kids uh, the the story with that one. Um, it had to be middle aged, middle aged, middle school aged kids um, were at the center of the story. So I had to figure out that dynamic as well. Plus, Godzilla could not be made fun of. He had to be serious. Uh, mm-hmm. Toho has a bunch of rules about um, about Godzilla stuff that I did not know uh, until it came up. Um, Godzilla can breach from the water, but he can't land on his feet. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, stuff, okay. stuff like that. He has to hmm. belly flop, you know. Um, he cannot be shown to be wearing human clothes, even in a, you know, even in a joke panel, you know. Um, Godzilla can't be shown to speak, even if it was like a dream sequence. So, I mean, any of these things. Uh, and, and it all goes through Toho, and they all uh, they will come back with a bunch of notes if you get it wrong. Wow. So. And that's, and that's pretty much everything. Every licensor, uh, the, the editor, it goes to the editor, the editor gives you notes, you fix them. Once the mm-hmm. editor is happy, it goes to the licensor. And uh, if the licensor is happy, it, it goes to print. And if the licensor needs changes made, you make the changes. Okay. Awesome. All right. But, I, haven't, I can say I haven't gotten, I mean, from, from all the people I've worked with, I haven't gotten any bad notes. I've mm-hmm. gotten notes that I didn't know what to do with right away. Um, I've gotten notes that... Uh, I, I, I didn't like, but they didn't hurt anything. But most of the notes I've gotten were uh, improvements. So it's all good. Well, that's always helpful. Yes, 100%. Yeah. So moving from that back to Ghostbusters, like when you're using or creating some of the new tech or vehicles, like mm-hmm. do those have to get approved as well? Or can you just like yeah, the Ghostbusters have an RV now and they're going to go, you know, cross country. And they're like, yeah, that's fine. Or is that they, still in the they, pitching process? No, they, um, they, they, 
do have to approve it. And they, at, at Ghost Corps, they've been very good about letting us get away with a lot of stuff because, I mean, at the time they didn't have a movie, uh, a movie out or a TV show out. Um, now they might be a little bit more picky uh, just because if I wanted to do something in the comic and they have it in the script stage for a movie that wouldn't be best case scenario out in two years, they're going to tell me no. Right. You know, something like that. Right. Um, but with all that stuff, they uh, if if they saw how it was used in the story, which they did because they were reading the scripts, um, they they were they were usually fine with it. If they ever had anything that they didn't like or needed a change, then yeah, they'd say you can't do this specifically. We need you to do something different. And um, it always happened. Well, it usually happened before Dan got to draw. Dan is very fast, so sometimes they would they wouldn't get the notes back before Dan had already drawn the thing, and then he'd have to go back and fix it. But uh, uh-huh. for the most part, uh, things things went were were just uh, approved uh, as far as the tech stuff goes. Um, and it didn't it didn't hurt the fact that Dan um, Dan comes from animation, so Dan loves to have things that are already designed. So if I wrote something into the script. And uh, he could find something to repurpose that already existed. Um, the, the first arc of the uh, of the series, I had uh, written a larger trap, and he said, "Well, I'm just going to use this one from Extreme Ghostbusters because it's designed." And, um, <laughs> and and so that's how that made it in there. And you know, same with the proton grenades. He just took the design from from later uh, from from Extreme Ghostbusters. So and and at the time, I hadn't seen Extreme Ghostbusters because I didn't have it available, and it, you know, it was not. Uh, it was not easily findable on YouTube at that point. Not the whole series. Uh, now I've seen it. Now I've, I've I've since seen it. But I mean, at the time, I was just like, I don't understand why the fans are are asking about this thing that I thought Dan made up. Apparently, he didn't. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so after you saw it, is that when you decided to put Kylie in, or? Well, yeah. I, the idea was, um, I just wanted to have somebody who was working at Raise a Cult who could do some research for them. And it, you know, this, this, I credit to Tristan Jones. He's like, it's gotta be Kylie. She'd be perfect. And I look up Kylie. She would be perfect. So I, I wrote her in that way, but I mean, it was his suggestion to use her. I would have just made up a character, uh, first blush, uh, and it wouldn't have worked as well. <laughs> so, uh, but I had, I had fun writing Kylie, uh, and, and she just was, was, you know, complimentary to the characters in the series. She worked really well. Mm-hmm. Oh, the only only problem with that is then everybody said, "Well, we want the rest of the characters now. We want the rest of the extreme Ghostbusters." <laughs> yeah, but they don't all fit okay, as well. Let me let me work on uh, let me work on figuring out how to do interdimensional teleportation. Yeah, yeah. So let's work. Oh, wait a minute, they're working on that over at uh, t- uh, Turtles. Yeah. Okay, so we can uh, we can just do that great crossover. Mm-hmm. It only it only took us a few years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tom and, and I, then you have. Yeah, your your multiverse yeah. of your Ghostbuster multiverse. It's true. Which, yeah, I mean, just blew my mind. Whatever. I believe. Are fun. they doing this? Yes. Are we seriously doing this? We. Uh, yes, we are. Yes, we are. No. Uh, the, the turtles one. Tom and I. Uh, we first met face to face in 2012 at San Diego Comic Con. It's my first time out there. The first time that we met after knowing each other for years. And he was writing turtles. I'm writing Ghostbusters. He's editing uh, Ghostbusters, and I'm occasionally writing turtles. So we're like. We're playing in both of these sandboxes. We really, really should cross them over. Yeah. And it took a couple of years before anybody would say yes. At the time, Nickelodeon was like, I don't know if we want to cross over the turtles with anything. That I don't know if that seems like a good idea. 
we proved it would be a good idea. And then they went on to Batman and, and, you know, all the other crossovers that they did. But, um, uh, it just, yeah, it took us a couple of years and the, uh, and what we had up our sleeve, if they had, they had just said, no, you're never going to do this. That was the get real crossover, which we wound up doing anyway. And then that mm-hmm. kind of led to, well, we should really find a way to do more. Um, Especially after we the, the the answer the call uh, characters we uh, we got a hold of those because well because Ghost Corps asked us to we were going to do a completely different series um, just them going back to teaching and that's why we introduced those characters and as I'm I'm writing this and and you know juggling all these characters they said by the way could, could you bring in the 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 answer the call ladies and put them in the story oh sure I'll just cut out all these other characters no no keep them <laughs> bring these in oh. <laughs> That's a lot of characters, and I've 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 found I I really I I don't know what it's like to write a book with with just a couple of characters because I every time I write it it just keeps more and more keeps getting mm-hmm. added. <laughs> I uh, it just it, I don't I, I don't do it intentionally, <laughs> but uh, it, it it winds up happening. So anyway, were there any so characters you... that they saw? Oh, please go ahead. Yeah. I was gonna say. So do you have like a dream crossover that you want to do? Oh boy. Um... There, there were some. There were some crossovers I wanted to do with the Ghostbusters that I pitched um, that were unlikely just because of the states and some of the other rights I wanted to do. I mean, the obvious one uh, mm. that everybody suggests, and yes, we did think of it, was, was Beetlejuice. Um, oh. <laughs> I, I, I tried, I tried yeah. pitching... Um, I tried pitching at one point. I tried. I, I thought it'd be sly when when uh, the Amazing Spider-Man movie came out in 2012. I said, "What if we crossed over with just that specific version, with the Andrew Garfield version? Could could I get away with that? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I get away with it? You know, I mean, I, I was like, well, well, you guys are, are doing these crossovers with DC. Could I? Could we? Could we get uh, John Constantine? Could we get? You know, could, oh, could we? Yeah. Could we bring oh, up Mike cool. Mignola and get Hellboy in here? No, no. So I mean, you know, we, we tried. Oh. The the other one that we tried, we we came real close with, but it, it ultimately wound up falling apart. Was Doctor Who? Uh, would have been, uh, a, been a lot of fun. Cool. You know, just I mean, that would be interesting. Yeah. You know, I mean, just I mean, it's just a matter of less the story than what the characters would do when faced with things. I mean, Ray and Egon, here's the TARDIS. Well, they don't care about anything else. They're like, well, this is interesting. I'm going to figure out how this works. Stop taking that apart. You know what I mean? It just, yeah. Oh, and Egon would just be like, well, I don't believe in aliens. That's right. It's not alien. That's yeah. right. I, that Men in Black was the other one that came up. Um, and we actually can't do oh. ever because um, Sony owns the rights to the movies and the movies are different than the comic books and mm. uh, the comic books are owned by Marvel. So Marvel mm. can't do the stuff that was done in the movies and Sony can't license out the comics. So we weren't able to do, wow. you know, this, the stuff. I mean, cause if we, if we oh. did anything with comics, it would have to go through Marvel and um, be the, I, if Sony was involved, then, you know, we could maybe do something with, with the stuff that people were familiar with from the movies, but the comics and the movies are way different. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. Isn't there a board game crossover, though? And there then... is. And since it's not a comic book, <laughs> that was able to work. They were able to pull that off. And I did do some writing for it. And they, they made sure to tell me that I can. there can be images and there can be words. But there can't be, you know, word balloons. They can't be comics in any way. Hmm. So, um, okay. so, yeah, yeah. That was uh, – that. I mean, it, it's, it's a serious <laughs> – it's a serious uh, a bit of uh, semantics, I guess. Oh. On the note of crossovers, do you have like a favorite that you've done already? Like, what's been your favorite to do? Oh boy, um, 
Gosh, I, I sentimentally, I think the the first uh, Ghostbusters and uh, Turtles crossover was is probably my favorite. Uh, but there's, you know, they they've they've all been fun just because I like seeing how characters react to new things. It it mm-hmm. gives you a chance to do to do something that's uh, that's old in a new way just because somebody there is new to react to it, you know, and um, and yeah, I just. Yeah, no, it, that's 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 got to be the one off off okay. uh, off the top. It's uh, but uh, I I you know, if I if I could just if I could just get something going with uh with uh, you know some superhero stuff mixed in there because that's that's I've 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 only done yeah. a little tiny bit of that and that's what I I grew up with. So I mean you know it'd be fun to sneak some of that in there. That was that was going to be uh, my next question for you mm-hmm. because um you know Mr X and and Dragonus Prime and I have have attempted this many numerous times with various things and i know that you did um you've done a lot of spider-man related stuff um over the years uh are there superhero properties that you are dying to to sink your teeth into yeah yeah there are (laughs) i I mean okay i mean i'd like to do i'd like to do more spider-man I'd like to do Fantastic Four, which, by the way, was another thing that we tried to get uh, crossed over with Ghostbusters. Got told flat no. Oh, um, I'm going to tell you right now. I want you to imagine uh, Doom and Vigo. Oh, uh, that'd be yeah. See, that's that's where I was going to go with it, and it was just. Mm. Uh, uh, I would like uh, so Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, uh, Moon Knight's another favorite over at uh, mm. over at Marvel, uh, Plastic Man. Uh, Superman, you know, just uh, there's there's other stuff I could think of. I mean, now my brain is starting to just overload with possibilities. But I like I like the weird stuff. I like, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, the, you know, the stuff that can get weird. You know, I mean, Doctor Strange would probably be fun, but uh, uh, you know, those ones you got to be either be a uh, a big writer on a on a lesser selling title or a lesser writer on a bigger selling title, and I'm I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not to the level where I can just write a C-list character. <laughs> yeah. But um, if, if, you know, if I were to pick um, a one from DC that, that uh, I, I would like to try, uh, but I could never get away with because the, the best writers for it already exist uh, would be the, the Justice League International, you know, the Booster and Beetle and all oh, that. Yeah. You know, just because I, the humor. Uh, I, I like to write stuff where, where there can be humor, so. And you nail it. That, well, thank you. you. Definitely yeah. do. Yeah. You've got you, you've got the peril, yeah. but we're you're able to cut through the peril with that humor, mm-hmm. and it makes it much more enjoyable. Yeah, it's it's been it's it's been tricky. I, um, you know, humor comedy is it's, I mean, it's so subjective. So I always worry when I write um, something funny into something, especially if it's not naturally like a funny book, Red Sonia, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. I worry if they're you know the fans are going to like string him up, you know, I'm just, you know, that kind of a thing. And, uh, <laughs> so far, so far it's, 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 it's kind of worked out. So, you know, wow. with, the, with, with the humor. So, yeah. Well, you can't yeah. please everyone. And, um, especially you know, in comics, especially <laughs> in the world. Yeah. yeah. No well, especially in the world of entertainment in general. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I, I think it seems like on the whole, you know, most people mm-hmm. tend to, to agree with the, the five of us on, on your work. And, and most well, people seem to really, really enjoy it. I, I, thank you. I, you know, hopefully that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, I like to believe so. Um, 
Actually, that's a perfect segue to a fan question that's literally about this. Oh. Uh, Colin writes in, how does one write in? <clears throat> how does the he balance the intense fans with strong knowledge of a continuing lore? And also for people who might have watched a movie about the subject at some point, maybe one day down the road a bit ago. Mm-hmm. Who? Um, man, I, I, I don't know that I intentionally balance. I, I, I try to just make it make sense. Um, I try to idiot proof it for my own self, which means, <laughs> you know, I mean, if, if something isn't answered, it's because I, I, you know, it can't be answered for the story. Um, otherwise, I, I try to, I mean, I overwrite in some cases and, uh, you know, I need to go back and try to pair it back sometimes for the art to fit everything in. But yeah. I, I just try to, I try to make it so that, um, you know, ideally, in the best circumstances, uh, if somebody can come in and, and figure out what's going on without having an extensive knowledge of, of everything that has ever come from mm-hmm. the characters before. That's that's the goal. I don't always hit it. No, Nobody can always hit it. Some of these characters, the comic characters, have been around, um, gosh, 30, 50, 70 years, you know. Uh, yeah. So, you know, there's only so much you can do. But, I mean, I try to make it um, as, you know, new reader-friendly as possible. And even even doing that, I, I, I sometimes hear that, uh, you know, it's, it's impenetrable. You've got to read 30 issues to figure out what's going on in this one panel. Well, you know, or you could read this panel two panels before, which explains it. But, you know, I mean, that's you're not entirely wrong, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that just shows you just skimming. Through yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> and some people do. I've, I, I've seen reviews. Um, I've seen reviews on sites where it was clear to me, whether it's my own work or somebody else's, that the person writing the review only read the free online preview, the seven pages that, that mm. yeah, because it was just like, I see the review and they're like, this didn't, they didn't explain this. This didn't happen. I said, that was like on page 10. Oh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you know, you, you let yourself, you, you let yourself get away right there, friend. You, you gave away the game. But, um, but yeah, so no one's going to read your blog anymore on bleedingcool.com. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> allegedly, 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 yeah, no. Allegedly. So I mean, allegedly. so I mean, yeah, yeah. I just, uh, you know, I mean, but but that's that's the goal with with all of the comic writers, at least I hope so, is that you know you, you write it that, so that people can figure it out, you know, as they come through the story. It's mm-hmm. otherwise, you know, I mean, some readers don't like that. I admit it; it's true. But I mean, that's 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 a reason why why Tom and I um like to uh we, we were one of the few books that did this that we did with ghostbusters um brought in a, a, what came before you know here's the cast list here's here's the characters you know that you see in the book yeah. and here's who they are and here's what happened before and then go and i mean that that's that's kind of cheating but it helped yeah so. yeah well i mean marvel marvel's done that throughout the uh the ages i remember back in the late 90s that first page hell even the inside of the cover yeah. was uh here's who's in this book mm-hmm. here's what's happened and jump yeah go, go for i it. mean it makes it makes and, it a lot easier to catch people up mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah i i i personally really like it i um you know between the podcast and the youtube channel and our various other film projects and things i I am notoriously the one of the five of us that I'm always like a box and a half behind in my reading. And, um, and so as such, you know, uh, 
even like with with beast wars you know when i sit down and read it sometimes you know well i I, that first arc i think i read issues four five and six months after i read one two and three so having that first page Mm -hmm. um is always kind of nice just to kind of kind of refresh and um yeah um, and and also to your to your point earlier, uh, Eric, I, I think you do a great job of that because, like I said, I knew nothing about Beast Wars ahead of time, and I was able to jump in and follow it. With no issue. Well, I mean, I, I to be honest, I I didn't I didn't either. I oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was last year, just when the pandemic. I mean, it hadn't even it hadn't even become a pandemic yet. Um, it was on my birthday, and I was. Um, I was, I was feeling a little under the weather, so I didn't want to go do anything. And I'm flipping through uh, the Roku, seeing what was on. I said, oh, Tubi, let's see what's here. Beast Wars. Okay, I've heard of this, but we didn't – I mean, when uh, when it was on, I lived in the middle of nowhere. I still do, and it, it just wasn't available for me to watch. So, I mean, it was past my prime, but I, I probably would have turned it on and, and watched it if I had nothing better to do, just out of curiosity. And um, so so I, I watched a couple of the episodes, and it surprised me um, – with with a with a show aimed at young kids, just how adult some of the jokes were. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. and and you know, I mean, they they actually they actually got some um, some death and mayhem in the series over over it as well. So that surprised me, uh, and and that's when I I, I pitched off to Tom uh, said asked him if they were ever going to do anything with Beast Wars. And he said, "Funny, you should mention that." <laughs> <laughs> we're actually going to look for pitches do you want to pitch something in so yeah i i did that and it, it went around from do something uh, exactly like the tv show to um to uh no no just do what you would do if you were telling the story so i got i got to have a little bit more leeway initially i was going to i thought i was just going to do exactly what you saw but have a little bit more space to do it um mm. But but they 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 let me do some things and then you know I mean that's that's where we got changes coming in like you know there's too many guys we should add some because there's a lot of there's a lot of ladies who are fans mm-hmm. of Transformers so let's give them a couple of characters so we made up some new characters yeah I was gonna um, ask you about that Nix was that based yeah. off the original uh, Optimus Prime bat yeah yeah I thought that um, I mean I I saw that uh, that initially it was a bat and I said well that's cool yeah. you should bring that back <laughs> and and then the other one Scold was just I. I know that there was a snapping turtle uh, <laughs> Beast Wars uh, 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 Predacon, but I-, I wanted to make an alligator snapper because those just look more wicked. Yeah, yeah. Spiky shells Agreed. and stuff. Oh, yeah. And um, I just, I, I thought, you know, just a, a big boxy, uh, you know, tank of a character who was also had confidence <laughs> issues um, would be would be fun to uh, would be fun to uh, to write and. Um, it, uh, it, it came together real well. I, I, I pitched a lot of stuff uh, or a, a bunch of arcs to the series that were initially meant to, to build up. And um, some of those things are like, we're going to shuffle these around. Mm-hmm. We're going to get rid of this one. We want you to do this uh, this first arc. It might not need to be six issues, but we want you to make it six issues. <laughs> um, and then and then from there, I was able to, to you know, pace things a little shorter. Uh, but um, the, the story that I had right in the pitch from Go, which would have been further down the line if we had gone to the initial plan uh, instead became issue 10. And that's where, you know, scold goes off on her own. You see the, the, mm-hmm. the background, uh, you know, of her growing up and how she got recruited and, and <clears throat> it just, uh, I mean, that was, it was a, a favorite story that had nothing to do with anything that was ever on the show. Yeah, and, right. uh, and, and, and fans uh, received it warmly. Well, 
many fans received it warmly. I, I don't want to go to the message boards on the, the Transformers sites to see what they thought of it because I don't think they would have liked it very much. You think they... <laughs> I, I made that mistake once and they, were, they weren't happy with me for, for the changes that I made. It was either I was too close to the show and why didn't I do something different or I changed it too much from the show and what was wrong with the show? Either way, you sometimes in the same yeah. So sometimes in the same post, it was just uh, <laughs> that's 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 the danger with licensed well, stuff is sometimes yep. people um, are mad because they're not consulted. Yeah. Are there any so. uh, story arcs from the show that you want to adapt aside from the Dinobot death because you don't want to kill Dinobot because oh. he's the best? Yeah. I, I the only thing that I wanted to do. I I, uh, I mean we're 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 going to be doing some things that are similar to the show but not exactly i've got some okay. characters coming up that are going to be completely different than they they were in the show and cool i'm not entirely sure i'm not entirely sure that that's going to go over very well but we'll see <laughs> um there's yeah. have you thought about maybe taking transformers that don't turn into animals but like vehicles like i've i've already got to write those thank you very much i <laughs> Um, no, I, I had fun. I had fun writing the, the G1 stuff when they crossed over with Ghostbusters. So thank you. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and that was a lot of fun. And I, that one was one where, where fans were surprised some with shock and some, you know, I was just like, they, they didn't know what to make of it. And some were, were just happy that Optimus Prime got to tell a joke. and 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 it was you know i just i i I think i i think i had to tell peter that the great war was kicked off when he accidentally stepped on megatron and um (laughs) really no (laughs) and uh you know stuff like that but i mean it just i had a blast i have a blast writing um for the voice of uh chris latta so starscream in in that was great and then I'm getting to write like uh, the the miniseries right now that is just pure 100% Sunbow GI Joe. So I get to write his Cobra Commander. Yeah, that's And I'm cool. having I'm so much fun, so much fun. Well, Dan Dan is drawing that, and again I said he came from animation, so those pages look like they were clipped from the show. Right. That's yeah, what he we, does. It's amazing. Yeah, we uh, we yeah, were I looking at. I absolutely loved the... his interpretation mm-hmm. of the uh, the turtles mm-hmm. uh, with that uh, that first crossover. I'm like. Uh, I want a tattoo. <laughs> I want a tattoo of his Michelangelo because holy crap, that is amazing. Oh boy, I, I wasn't expecting it. the shells were so much rounder than I expected from hmm. from his turtles, and it looked cool. I mean, they were just they were yeah. they were you know, but yeah, no, just just bunches. Of, it's it's been everything I've got to do has been so much fun. Mm-hmm. And I, I know I'm babbling about it, but I mean, it just, it, it was, it's been a joy to work on and uh, it's, you know, so I've, I've just been, it's just pure joy. And, and so much of it has been stuff that I love from my childhood. I mean, gosh, pretty much all of it, less, less Beast Wars, which, which, you know, was, was past me, but I mean, everything else, the Ghostbusters and Back to the Future and Turtles, just, I mean, it's just the whole mess. It was, it's uh lucky and blessing and, and all that stuff put together and, and wrapped up it's uh it's been great mm. so so we um you know we were just looking at the solicitations for uh mm-hmm. for the new gi joe book the the saturday morning mm-hmm. adventures um <laughs> which i think we're all all looking forward to very much do you going forward do you have anything else that you've got coming up that you are at liberty to talk about at this time anything that um has you has you very excited and super jazzed Whew. Well, 
I did just get asked to do a crossover, not at IDW. That would be a lot of fun to do. I'm I'm trying. To, I'm I'm not saying it mostly because I I'm not 100 sure I'll be able to work it into my schedule, and it's bumming me out. But Knockwood, mm. um, it's it's another snarky character from an 80s movie. Mm. Um, that uh, that would be a hoot for me to write, and you know is is right up in my wheelhouse. Uh, then I've got some. What else? What else do I got coming up? What else can I think of? What I uh... can't talk about that. I'd get yelled at. Can't talk about that. I'd get yelled at. I've got. I've got a couple other projects what? that. Um, we that we are can turn in, the recording off. Of that... Yeah, yeah, no, no. They would know. I was they would say, know. they're listening everywhere. Yes, yeah, exactly. They've listening. they've they've all got their ninjas. But no, I've got um, the the first um, the first thing I did the the independent. Uh, anthology shooting star comics back in 2002 the 20th anniversary is coming up so Mm. a bunch of us have decided to just do a a short little Mm. anniversary anthology so i'm I'm doing a story i'm doing a story for that and we'll just i mean we'll we'll do like a small run for ourselves you know maybe we'll do a tiny you know like a like a miniature kickstarter you know for for any of the like 50 people who might remember us um and I just uh, the last couple of years I've been doing uh, comic strips on on a Patreon, and I, I I turned that into a collection. So I'm just I'm just going to throw that up for you know I mean I I don't have the bandwidth to do a Kickstarter right now, so I'm just going to throw it up onto Amazon if it looks good. I've I've got I've got proofs coming, and if they look if they if they look all right, <laughs> I'll I'll leave it and you know let uh, let Bezos take two thirds of it for taking care of the printing and the and the shipping and the and the you know, fulfillment, all that stuff. And I'll just, you know, take my couple of bucks. But, uh, if, money, if, that's fair. if, yes, he does. He so does. I mean, oh, those yeah. rocket, those rocket jaunts aren't cheap. That's right. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, that's, that's hopefully that'll go. It's, uh, I, I got, um, you know, my, my friend, uh, um, well, he's a, a doc Shaner. He gave me a, a nice pull quote for the back of the book. which was, ah, no, because he hates puns. <laughs> And that is exactly what's on the back of the book. Ah, no. <laughs> Evan Doc Shaner, artist. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Um, it's, uh, I, 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 he was joking with me. I said, I'm going to use this. I'm going to use this now. You say this. He goes, do it with my blessing because he didn't think I would do it. <laughs> it's on the back of the book. That shows him. He can't. He can't just give me permission. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I, uh, I you know I mean that's just I mean it's it's just it's a book full of, of terrible terrible puns and um, you know some referential jokes. I've taken out some of uh, most of the stuff that um, that could get me in trouble. I'm on the fence about one joke about whether or not I can do it. And uh, you know I, I think I should be fine. But uh, the, the the joke is. is uh, Han Solo, well, Han Solo looking character. He's tied up to a post. He goes, uh, I, I, I'm, he goes, uh, you think I'm scared? And he turns around, you see Stormtrooper-ish looking character. He goes, you guys couldn't hit the sky. And you see one, you know, up, up by him, his back turned to the to the reader. He goes, uh, what are you doing? He sees there's a, little, there's a little stand next to him now with an apple. Everybody aim for the apple. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I mean, there's there's that joke and we'll, we'll see if it... Uh, See if it goes, but I mean, uh, That's a good joke, it's, yeah. yeah, hopefully, yeah. I just, I just, I worry if the, if the stormtroopers look too much, you know, it's, it's a parody. It should be protected, but yeah. you just never know. 
So I'm, 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 you know, I'm on the fence. Maybe I'll alter that one panel so that it doesn't show them at all. And, you know, just seeing the back of the the white armor, I do have one other uh, star Wars joke in there, but I, I have it, I have it, I changed it so that they're, they're all, they have like lanyards and they're at like the comic con so that I can get away with it. And uh, it's, it's Darth Vader and he's pointing to um, uh, Murdoch, BA and Hannibal. And he says, I, I find your lack of face disturbing. <laughs> so, oh, that's good. see, terrible. That's they're they're good. terrible puns, but I'm I'm hoping uh, you know oh, the right yeah. audience will find it. Well, I'll, uh... and I'm 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 listening. I'm I can hear James Earl Jones say that in my head right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll uh, make sure to book myself a copy. Yes, please. <laughs> nice, good, good pun. Yes. Oh, uh, there's there's worse in there. I promise you. I, I I came up with a character to react to the puns. Uh, he is, he is, he's just, just very upset every time they come up and, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good blast. I've, you know, it's how weird is this? There's, I, I mean, it's, it's the weirdest stuff that I couldn't get into books that they pay me to write. Yeah. <laughs> it's the grim reaper, but he's been laid off and it's, you know, Bummer. And, you know, just, I mean, you know, I just say, you know, what could be worse than you? Why would, why would they hire somebody else as death? You're the grim reaper. What could be worse than you? A podcast host. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah. So you're not wrong. No, yeah. no. I, you've, you've heard some of the YouTube, uh, podcasts about various things. They can get pretty scary. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, no, I, 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 was, I was speaking, I was speaking to myself. A friend of mine uh, and I last year started a podcast that we, it, it comes out just like, well, I can edit an episode every six months. Used to be weekly, but now, <laughs> but now the last one we re- recorded in uh, June, and I just, I just put it up. Uh, so I've been just like, I feel like, <laughs> like this is not good. I'm glad I'm not getting paid for this. I'm blowing deadlines like crazy. But, uh, <laughs> You know. Anyway, I, pr- I appreciate you, the, you indulging me with the the talk of the terrible puns of the the book that uh, that you know isn't really coming out. So yeah, <laughs> no. But uh, but yeah, I absolutely look forward to the book coming out. Uh, All right. I guess we'll say the name of the book. Uh, do you want to say the name? I know. Oh yeah, talking. sorry. I, I, I didn't think uh, the the book uh, the book is called uh, it's, it's called Downside. Mm-hmm. And the the first thing that people think of is oh, so you're you're riffing on the far side now. Uh, I mean, I'll take I'll take the comparison, but no, I'm I'm riffing on Mel Brooks because uh, if you remember Spaceballs, there's two sides to every Schwartz. You got the upside. Oh, I got yes. the upside. Yes. So yeah, yes. Oh, that's it, uh, that's, so yeah, that's that's where I, I I lifted that from. And you know, now Mel Brooks and and uh, uh, you know the the previous mention of the A team. This this I I want to tell this anecdote because it's so surreal. I was in Chicago in 2010, first C2E2, uh, and and mm. IDW had just become a premier publisher, that, so they were going to have a little party at Challengers. Nice. I was riding in the back of a taxi with Chris Ryle, the person, not the back of a taxi, back of a car, the uh, a, a woman from the comic shop, and she was a tiny reed of a woman who had only had to eat that day at the convention uh, three... Um, 24 ounce cans of monster. Oh, she was oh, wow. whipping through traffic, missing <laughs> cars by inches. Raya leans over to me and says, we're going to die. <laughs> we get to the, the comic shop 
And I, it's just like we get out, and it's all we can do to, to just not kiss the ground. <laughs> That's when we found her. She goes, I haven't oh, – the pizza place over there smells so good. I haven't eaten all day. All I've, all I've had is Monster. Oh, God. <laughs> and um, – <laughs> We get to the party, and so we go to the pizza place, and and one of the other pizza, uh, one of the other people at the at the dinner, um, I, I I was trying, I, he he looked familiar, but I couldn't place him. Um, he he was he he found out I was writing a team, so he started doing a, a BA impression that was that was entertaining, and, and then and then I placed the uh, I placed the the face uh, the, the the face to a name, and uh, is Max Brooks. So this is how the anecdote circles all around. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, see, that's how memory works, you know. Okay, so the, oh. the, the train of thought, A-team, Mel Brooks. Oh, wait, that's right. I have this story. So, but wow. um, it was, that's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. That's it's a great story. It was, though, it was you know, I mean, it's, it's it really hinges on the fact that we almost died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. It was... You see, I mean, six o'clock in Chicago. If you've been in in the traffic of that area, you know, imagine whipping through that too fast. That's that's gnarly. Yeah, it, it, man, yeah. It, it was. I, I would have rather been in a cab. That's how bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah. no, it was a fun time. Anyway, it's got to be amazing being able to go to all those cons, like, and just as a guest, like. Yeah, it's yeah, it's fun. It's been it's been so. I, the last one I went to was in 2019. Now, so I'm starting to feel yeah. a little itchy. Why? Um, Something happens? Like no, I yeah, you know, just you know, <laughs> yeah. nothing, nothing really, nothing, nothing to speak of. He's <laughs> taking a break. But just, um, he's taking a personal break from him for a minute. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the uh, I mean, they, they came back a few months ago, and I just yeah, I, nothing, nothing that I've I, I just I'm not ready to travel yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. I, hopefully. Um, I'm, I'm supposed to do one in the spring in Scotland, so hopefully I'll be able to still oh. do that because uh, I, I would really like to go to Scotland. Yeah, <laughs> if, yeah. it falls, if anything falls through, it'll be that one, I'm sure. Well, I hope you don't have oh. the same pilot that you did as a driver. You never know. Time yeah. you could have. Uh, at this point, she could have upgraded. What, what did you book me on, Spirit? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, no, I, I, uh, I, no, I, I, uh, I don't know. See, I, I've had bad luck with with uh, conventions that are not in this country. I've been invited a couple of times, and they've always fallen through. So I'm just waiting for the mm. shoe to drop on this one. But um, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, hopefully I'll get to go. And I mean, that would be my first convention back since yeah, 2019. Wow. So. And what a comeback it would be if it was in Scotland. It, yeah. It's exactly yes. I will not try the haggis, but I will try the scotch. There you <laughs> go. <That's right. laughs> Absolutely good advice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, sure, I'm sure you could throw some hot sauce on the haggis, and you would be just fine. Oh yeah, yeah no, 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 it's, 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 no, that's, that's just, that's the bridge too far. <laughs> that's the downside. That's the, down, that's, that's the, the downside. downside. Oh my goodness. See, now I mentioned a bridge too well, far and I think of PCU. Anyhow, sorry. That's a, that's a whole other. <laughs> that's actually our next podcast. Are you on that one too? Yeah, that's, right. That's the one. <laughs> Let's talk gutter. Jeremy Piven here. That's right. right now. You know, the, the, the pinnacle of John Favreau's career right there. <laughs> he, he never did anything else. Nope, that was absolutely it. not. That was the one. That was it. It was because of those dreads. It was the dreads that, uh, that held him back. It's, it's true. It's, you know, oh. he's just touring with George Clinton. It's fine. That's right. All right. Well, I think it's time to get the funk out of here. Yeah, there we go. Hey, nice. There it is. There it is. And that's how we segue yeah. into a great wrap up. I, yeah. I want to thank you very much. Yes. This this has been this has been a hell of an afternoon. 
I cannot wait for our, our listeners. Uh, if you're not listening to the uh, fa- or the uh, the podcast version, if you're watching it, I hope you had as much fun watching our reactions to these great stories. If you're wa- watching the YouTube version, go listen to the uh, podcast version because it's a little bit. It'll be a little bit different. There may be some stuff that you're not seeing here that you'll hear there. This is how we get people to do both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's exactly the same. There you go. But they don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you again, and uh, you please have the uh, the the invitation mm-hmm. to come back anytime you want. To awesome. Pimp any of your upcoming projects when you can actually talk. About well, them. you know, yeah. I, I might just do that. Some of these, some of these are, are would be fun to talk about. You know, if they if they actually happen. Guys, thank you so much for humoring Open me. Open door, yes. I oh, appreciate it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was a fantastic time, gents. That was a wonderful way to spend an afternoon. I can't stop smiling. I love bad puns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I have to say, after after that, I am now um, very jazzed about the idea of doing a drawing of Doctor Doom and Vigo together. Maybe I'll I'll do <laughs> oh, that yeah. and put it up on our Patreon because that man, I'm super excited about that. That would have been cool. Yeah, that was a that was a heck of a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was entertaining and informative. That's why our podcast, both video and audio, is edutainment. <laughs> is that a new? Is that a new term? You're coining? Is that, is that a word? No, it's not. It's it. It already exists. Oh, okay. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm stealing take, it now. Take credit. Yeah, just... uh, no, no. I because because I, I don't want to get sued. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. <laughs> copyrighted by somebody else. So no credit taken. Or entercation. We can take that. No, we can put it down, too. That's stupid. (laughs) Well, listeners, uh, we hope that you have enjoyed this episode as much as we have. We hope that you have enjoyed the the time listening to uh, Eric's stories. And um, any of you out there who, for whatever reason, have not checked out any uh, of uh, the books that, that we mentioned during that interview, we hope that this um, piqued your interest enough to run out and at least pick up trades and check out Eric's work. Uh, I think all five of us can tell you, you will not be disappointed um, because his, his stuff is really, really, really good. So, uh, but that's it guys. This has been a wonderful episode. So uh, until next time, Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging with us. I'm Doctor Impact. I'm still Catatonic Smurfy. Busted uh, Dragonus Prime. Head of the EPA, Mister X. <laughs> and Pixel Danger. <laughs> and we'll catch you in the funny pages. What he means is you and everyone you know should subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on every app possible.